You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions, with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and find us on Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, IG at the.preacherscorner, and our website at thepreacherscorner.net. Clap your hands for Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. We are in for a treat. We have our assistant pastor up to give us what thus said the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the next voice you hear will be that of our own lady, Fanita R. Mayberry, after this sermonic selection. Amen. 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 Spirit change, nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name. The spirit is moving, burning like a flame, healing the broken by the one we proclaim.
Amen. Come on, I dare you to just speak the name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear you speak the name Jesus. Come on. It, she says strongholds are broken. I've been made free. She says she ain't got no fear when she speaks the name Jesus. At the beginning of the song, it says the atmosphere has changed. Nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of his name. Lord, have mercy. Come on now, y'all. Now let me hear you say it one more time. Come on, say it with some power. Come on, those that are watching online, come on, let me see you type on the screen, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's read God's word. Amen. The word of God today is found in the book of Hebrews 4 and 12. Amen. 4 and 12. When you have it, say amen. Hebrews 4 and 12. Hallelujah. I hope that you are praying with me this morning. Amen. I know we got some folks praying with us online. Amen. I bless y'all being with us this morning. Amen. You could be at any other live service. Amen. But we thank God that you are with us on today. And I pray this word blesses you like it blessed me. Amen. Amen. We have a say amen. And it reads, for the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. If you would turn, keep your finger on that page and turn with me to the book of Acts. Go back to your left. Amen. To the book of Acts. The 10th chapter and the 44th verse is where we're going to pin our thoughts. Acts 10 and 44. When you have it, say amen. Amen. And it reads like this. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. I hope y'all came looking for something today. Amen. I hope we are all on one accord today. Amen. Like they were the day of, in the upper room. Amen. Because God told me he want to do some things in our life today. It's no mistake. I mean, you know, it's good when everybody is in, in attendance. Amen. But you got to be on one accord to get what God has for us. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor while you're on your way to your seat and say, neighbor, first lady's going to preach about. God still has all power. Look at somebody else and say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, first lady's going to preach about God still has all power. Now, you may be seated in the presence of our God. Amen. I know that to the average person, amen, the title of the message seemed crazy, amen, but we're going to pray now, amen, against all witches, warlocks, demon, devils, plots, plans, thoughts, the mission, the scheme, the every attack of the enemy, amen, and we lose peace, understanding of the word on today, and God, we ask for deliverance, for change, amen, to take place in this house, God, change to take place on the live, amen, for those that are sitting at home watching, 
Amen, God, we ask that you send your anointing, God, not to make preaching easy, but to destroy yokes, God, to pull down strongholds, God, to sever soul ties, God, and to uproot, God, those things in us that's not like you. God, we thank you now for your word, Lord, and we ask that you bless it as it already is. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I know that a lot of people from the phone calls that I have received, Man, just in the last couple of weeks, amen, I received so many phone calls of saints questioning God, questioning the things that's going on around us and questioning the things that's on the news. So that's why I said I know that to the average person, not to the people that know who God is, but to the average person, the title of my message today is questionable with all of the murders, the suicide, the hate, amen, the dying children, all over the world, families fighting to stay afloat, can't pay our bills, gas prices constantly riding, food and electric shortages, and they're coming, more coming. Not to mention so many hurting people suffering from oppression and depression. But how many of you know that God still has all power? Amen. There are so many people, amen, that are questioning the fact of how God could say he loved us the way that he does when he allows so many things to happen. And God had told me during the pandemic to preach a message, and I didn't because the pastor got so many calls from all his, his pastor friends and folks that we know, you know, around the neighborhood, amen, that were offended because I said I'm the pandemic preacher, and I came to preach what they said the Lord, whether people liked it or not. I preached about the pandemic before the pandemic even came. Amen. I preached that the pandemic was coming in 2017. Amen. And I told everybody that we were in a state of emergency, that we were going to be without food, without water, without lights, without things that we needed. Amen. And people laughed and said, what's that girl crazy? What's she talking about? Because we had never experienced anything like that before. But I warned then, then when we were in the midst of the pandemic and people were scared to come out of their houses, Pastor and I never stopped having church we continued to have church even when churches were shut down we came down to this church by ourselves sometimes set up the camera and I would do praise and worship and pray and open the service like we had a full house. And then pastor would get up here and preach himself, soaking wet, and so did I. Amen. Sunday after Sunday. We even did Wednesday night Bible study by ourselves. Throughout the whole entire pandemic, we never stopped. And then God gave me a message, and he ministered to me and told me, he said, I'm about to drop judgment on the land. And I didn't say it because we had got so much slack about what was going on with the pandemic. So I said, I'm not going to preach about that because people, I'm going to have more folks mad at me. But, you know, folks stay mad at me, so it's okay. So today I'm here to warn everybody. If you're mad, you're going to have to be mad at God. Because today I'm going to tell what God told me. Amen. During the pandemic, God told me, he said, we ain't seen nothing yet. That's about it. all I said. And I stopped. Y'all remember? And I said, something worse is coming on us after the pandemic is over, when people think that it's subsided, amen, and they think that we're going back to what they know is normal. But I got news for you today. We'll never go back to what we knew that was normal, amen. This is the new normal that we live in, and things are about to get worse, amen, because God told me, amen, that during the pandemic, that was the time for the church to come together, amen, for the intercessors to get on the wall, for the preachers and the teachers to preach his word, amen, and bring people in from all the world but the church folded amen some churches were afraid to come in some churches were afraid to even have members to come start saying well 10 of y'all can come and three of y'all can come or the cameramen could come but nobody else the church folded stop having service 
Now, wait a minute. Whose side are we on? But during that time, God spoke to me and he told me, he said, daughter, you better tell them that judgment is about to hit the land. So where we are right now with the murders and the children that are dying, judgment has hit the land. This morning, I couldn't even speak this morning in prayer hardly for crying out. And I said, Lord, I understand that you told me that judgment would hit the land because I'm going to tell you all what happened. When people drew back from God during the pandemic, we were idle minded. Most people wasn't attending church. Folks that went back to doing what they used to do, they picked up habits and then they start doing things that they had no business doing and an idol mind is what it's the devil's workshop and they start picking up old stuff well you know that when you backslide you take in seven demons that one you had he come creep back the bible say to see if your house is swept clean and garnished and when he do he said he bring back seven more colder boys than he is so when he come back he bring back suicide he bring back a murder demon brings back depression and oppression and that's why we got people murdering people today some of them got plot twists but most of them are because god's judgment is in the land so i want everybody to know that because of the disobedience of the body of christ because we didn't come together and pray the way we should because the bible say if my people who are called by my name would pray and humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven he said it's then that i'm gonna hear you when you do what i tell you to do and I'll heal your land. Amen. But before that verse comes about, he tells them of all the pestilence, the diseases that were going to come upon the land. He tells them about the locusts and the things that were going to attack them. Okay, now we got monkeypox. Lord have mercy. First, we were scared of COVID. We didn't want nobody to sneeze without thinking they got COVID-19. Whatever happened to just a common cold? Whatever happened to allergies, sinuses? Lord have mercy. Everything COVID. Now everybody's scared about monkeypox. Lord Jesus. But I said today, Lord, I'm going to preach all of it. So God told me, he said, let them know today, daughter, that the judgment is in the land. He said, and even though that they're suffering, amen, I won't stop until judgment is completed. And it's and to drive us back to where we were supposed to be. Amen. But how many of you know God still has all power? I've been through a lot of hard trials. Been in some tight situations myself. Seen some bad things, amen, in this life. Didn't know if I would live or die. But I learned over the past 22 years serving the Lord that I serve a sovereign God. Amen. And it ain't my business to worry about how God going to do it. Amen. It ain't my business to worry about when he going to do it. It ain't even none of my business or who he might use to do it. Amen. I also learned that it's hard, amen, for some of us to believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. God said, if you're leading with your natural eye, you will faint. But if you learn, amen, not to focus on what you see and focus on what you can't see by your faith, amen, that you'll learn how to depend on God, the God that you know, amen. I realized early in the game, y'all, that this is a faith walk, amen. The Bible says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So as it is risen, written, the just shall live by faith, amen. I came to encourage you today. Don't have a bad understanding about what you see on CNN. Don't get a bad attitude. Amen. When your money get funny. Don't get mad at the people for fighting over tissue at the Walmart because God still has our power. Amen. No wonder why the word of God instructs us to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. He said lean not to your own understanding. That word lean in this passage means depend, bank on, count on, trust or swear by. Don't swear by your own 
own understanding. He said, but in all of your ways, tell them to acknowledge me and I'll direct their paths. That path's got an S on the end. Everywhere you might go, God said, I'm going to direct it. He said, I'm going to give you direction for your feet. He said, because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So my sermon title this morning may not uh, uh, resonate with a lot of people, but I want you to know God still has all power. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Our focal scripture this morning was Hebrew 4 and 12. Amen. And it said, it simply reads like this. Amen. Let me go back to it. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, let me help you with that today. I'm going to preach definitions. Is that all right? Because I want everybody to understand what God is telling us. Amen. I know somebody's wondering why I read this scripture, but my title is God Still Has all power, you know, because it got to make sense. Amen. But the Bible tells me like this, it takes foolish things to confound the wise. It takes the weak things to make things strong. Come on now. Amen. But I know somebody wondering, now, why does she get, where does she get that from? Does she use that scripture? Well, I'll tell you where. The Bible says in the book of John 1 and 1 for the Bible scholars, in the beginning was the word. <laughs> and the word was with God. And the word was God. So I'm going to read the scripture again. It said, for the word of God is quick. What did it say? It said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? So when we talk about the word of God being quick and powerful, we talking about who? God. Amen? So when we talk about it, amen, we can't leave him out of the equation. Amen? And a lot of the problem today is we want one or the other. Either folks like to quote scriptures that fit them in their situation to make things in their life okay, or either the other way around, they just want God and none of his word. Amen. But this thing go hand in hand. It say, in the beginning was the word. Amen. So we had the word of God that came, and then they say the word was with God. That means they were a pair. Amen. It say, and the word was God. Mean he is what he say he is. Amen. Amen. So, so a lot of people want to take one or the other. But God said he, perform, he watches over his word to perform it. Can I get an amen right there? Amen. Let's work it out. So the Bible says in, in Hebrew, we're going to work with just that one scripture. It'll preach all by itself. I can preach on this for about two months. It says the word of God is quick. Amen. That word quick means alive. It means alive. It's active. It's that, that word active means still in existence. It's still a force behind Amen. And I, I just, for, for, this is just a nugget. This is one, this one right here is just for free. I looked at the word existence just because, you know, because the word said that it was still in existence. That the word alive means still in existence. And if the word alive means still in existence, then I got to know what existence means. Existence means actual, present, and a reality. Lord Jesus. So the word of God is still in existence. It's still actual, it's still present, and it's still a reality. Amen? Oh, forgive me, I'm sorry. Amen. So then it says it's powerful. The word powerful means possession of control, authority, and influence over others. Y'all stay with me because I'm about to bless you. Lord have mercy. I cry my eyelashes off and study. Listen to this. It says, 
The word powerful means possession of control, authority, and influence over others. Y'all hear me? The word sharper, because it says sharper than a two-edged sword. Sharper than. It compares it to a familiar object. Because you know, when you, when you tell somebody something, you always got to get an example. First natural, then spiritual. So we're going to go with the natural. He compared it to a two-edged sword. Swords were developed thousands of years ago as a tool and weapons for thrusting and cutting. Two-edged swords had been around uh, about as long as there had been swords. A sword whose blade is sharpened on both sides is able to penetrate and cut at every contact point and with every movement. This means that it can be thrust more quickly and deeply and can cut more easily. I mean, tell, you, tell your neighbor, say, it cuts more easily. The word pierce, amen, because it said it, it's piercing. Am I right about it? I'm, I'm in the word. Y'all going with me? The next word is piercing. It says to pierce means to force or make a way into something or through something. This definitely blew me away because it said it penetrates with the eye or the mind. Lord, I, I, I'm about to wreck somebody's understanding. It said when, you, when God's word penetrates you, it penetrates through the eye. In the mind, Lord Jesus, it says to discern, to penetrate so as to move or touch the emotions of. Let's place a sidebar right here. Amen. We're going to pull off just a second. It said it penetrates. So through the spirit, God reveals things to our spirit precisely as though we have nobodies at all. Like he's talking directly to spirit. God's spirit to our spirit. That's why you got to have the spirit in order to understand what God is saying to us. Am I right about it? He said he talks to us like we have nobody at all. His word can also cut through culture, habits, biases, preconceptions, and doubt to speak to the innermost parts of us, whether we are righteous or wicked. Let me back up. I'm going to say that one more time. It says, through the spirit, God reveals things to our spirit as if we had nobody at all. His word can also cut through culture, habits, biases, preconceptions, and doubt to speak to the innermost parts of us, whether we are righteous or wicked. When people hear the word of God preached with power, they are often pricked. That means pierced. Another word for pierced. When people hear the word of God preached with power, they are often pricked or pierced in their heart. And they have a desire to repent. Oh, I think y'all know where I'm going. Uh, Brother Leon, I see all your pearly whites. He got me. He know where I'm going. See, you can't tell me that God ain't still the same God, that he ain't got no power. Might be the churches. Oh, because it say because of the word of God, it say when people hear his word preached with power, they are often pricked in their heart. Something changes. Y'all heard the song? She say the atmosphere has changed. Nothing stays the same. Healing is waiting. Heaven is waiting for the mention of your name. Lord Jesus. Come on, y'all. It, say, it says here, that when people hear his word, they're pricked in their hearts and they have a desire to repent. 
In fact, the word of God has a more powerful effect on people's minds than the literal sword and is one of the catalysts for developing faith. Romans 10 and 17 says it like this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then we move on to the next definition. He said he divides, right? Dividing asunder. The word divide means God's word can separate truth from error and divide asunder all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the enemy. It can help us identify the half-truths and complications that cloud our thinking by setting them up against God's plan and his precious truths. Lord, have mercy. The last one is discerner. It says he is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. The word discerner means to come to know or recognize mentally. He know us. Didn't the Bible say before we were even in our mother's womb, he knew us. He formed a relationship with us. It says he know us and recognize us mentally. It means to recognize or identify as separate and distinct. Because the Tiff, he ain't going to get me mixed up with you. Because he know I'm Fanita Rochelle Fields Mayberry. He ain't going to get my blessing mixed up with yours, Sister Kizzle, because he know my name. He said to know somebody and recognize them or identify as separate and distinct. So let's review. What the, what the Bible tells me is that God's word is still alive. Am I right about it? It's not only alive, but anything alive is still effective. Am I right about it? It has power to change, power to deliver, and power to set free. Lord Jesus, power to penetrate and cut out things in us that are not like God. Then it said it divides and separates the truth from the lie. Lord have mercy. It then helps us to identify the half-truths and complications that cloud our thinking. Am I right about it? I'm almost done. I got one more thing to tell you, though, after this. Let me, let me finish this part. Uh, I couldn't leave you with just those few definitions of alive. But as I studied more, I was like, let me go back and look at this word alive again and see uh, what, what else I can find in this word alive. Because I remember that God said that he wished that we have life and that more abundantly. So being alive is important to God. Not only did he say he wished that we have life and that more abundantly, but he said we'll live forever. So living must be important. Oh, my God. Listen here. He told me, he said, go back to the definition. So I said, let me go back and see what alive means again. Okay. And I've seen active, still in existence, force in operation. I know it was the Holy Ghost that sent me back to take one more glance at that word alive. And baby, when I did, good God Almighty, y'all hold on to your wigs. It read like this. It said the last, very last uh, definition of alive said, still active in competition. Wait a minute. With a chance of victory. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Lord. What you saying? Hold on, I'm going to tell you again. It said, still active in competition with a chance of victory. I know a little bit about football 
And, you know, because my sons all played football, and I'd have been to every game, college and all. Amen. I, I, but I went to basketball instead. One sport that I liked because the boys liked it, but nothing that I'm too familiar with. But I remember always watching the shot clock. And it only had a few minutes up there on the clock sometime. And when they got that few minutes and they, they waiting for that victory, that's what it reminded me of when it says still active in competition with a chance of victory. But that's not where the shout comes in. It happened after I looked up the word competition. When I looked up the word competition, it read like this. Battle, feud, fight, conflict, trial, opposition, enemy, struggle. And that great word we talked about in prayer this morning, warfare. Lord have mercy. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. It says still active in competition with a chance of victory. Let me read it the right way. Amen. Still active in battle, feud, fight. You're still active in your conflict. Maybe active in your trial. Maybe active in that opposition that you may be going through. Maybe active in a struggle or in a warfare, Sister Kenza. But guess what? Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Tell him I may be in a struggle, but I'm still alive. I may be in a fight of my life, but I'm still alive. And because God got all power, I still got a chance of victory. It may not look good to you, but I still got an opportunity to win. The scripture told us this morning, say that even though you're going through your trials and tribulation, I prophesy a win over our lives. I don't care that judgment is in the land, because if you do what God tells you, to do. If you live the way God tell you to live, he's going to protect us, baby. He said there's restoration on the way for those that love him. He said there's no good thing that he'll withhold from those that love him. Good God, if he sent his only begotten son, he said, what will I withhold from those that love me? Lord, have mercy. That stirred me up, y'all. And then I, I, God came back and told me, he said, now tell him again, I still got all power. Lord, have mercy. There's a few minutes on the shot clock, but I still got an opportunity to win. God, I'm coming out of something, but I still got an opportunity to win. I still got an opportunity to get saved. Still got an opportunity to be delivered. Somebody watching still got an opportunity for a breakthrough. You still got time to throw your head back and say, Lord, here am I. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh God. I'm in need of prayer today. He's the same God, y'all. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. I know a lot of churches aren't uh, performing miracles. I know people aren't getting out of wheelchairs no more. People are coming into churches leaving out the same way. Some leaving out worse than they came in. No deliverance in the churches no more. No altar calls. No crying out. No prayer meetings. So how do we say as a body of believers, how do we gather together and say that God is not moving in churches? When week after week, we come in the same way. We leave with no conviction. We leave with no change. Y'all heard the word say it's quick and alive. It changes when you hear it. It say when it's preached with power, people are, are conditioned to come and ask for forgiveness of sins. They're looking for to repent for God. When the word of God is preached in our churches, Lord Jesus, he said they leave out with no conviction, no change, and no desire to do so. The choir's on point. The musicians is all, you know, they hiding in the behinds, and they sitting over there and twisting and going on, and I'm talking about the boys, not the girls. They all, they got all the musicians. Oh, I'm appreciate all today. I don't care who get mad, because that's an abomination of Christ. Then we got, they out here celebrating Pride Month. The Bible say pride comes before fall. 
and we ain't got no business. We're going to overlook the people that celebrate pride. Are you a homosexual? abomination. The Bible clearly says man should not lay with a man and a woman should not lay with a woman. That ain't no misprint. But people want to add what they want to. They get mad and folks who won't get mad at me at work because I'm, t- I'm not celebrating pride. People in my makeup group say, we doing pride looks. I say, I won't be a part of that. Why? Because I'm not celebrating pride, baby. We gonna celebrate Jesus? Nobody wants what they say. They say, well, how are we going to do that? I'll tell y'all if y'all ready to do it. Let me know. I said, message me back. I ain't heard nothing yet. That was four days ago. You don't going to get me off course. That's what's wrong with the church. After the pandemic, oh, you know, anything was going anyway. Things was just doing what they wanted to do anyway before the pandemic. Let's just be honest. But once the pandemic hit, them preachers got worse off than they were. Because then things that start creeping in them that wasn't supposed to be in them. They got hang up and hiccups and standing in the pulpit telling you what you ought not do, what you ought not say. But people can't preach like this because they living in sin. But it's one thing you got to know about your first lady and pastor. Baby, if I'm telling you don't do it, then you better know I ain't doing it. I ain't going home throwing rocks high in my hand. Ain't at home cussing and cussing pastor out when he don't do what I want him to do. We ain't rolling blunts. And laughing at the church folks. We ain't spending your money on personal things. We're struggling to make sure we keep a building. So that if five of us come in here, we can preach the unadulterated gospel. Lord Jesus. He said the choirs is on point. The ushers are in place. Everybody jumping and hollering. The entire service. Only to leave out with no real encounter with him. God said nobody's taking change. Because everybody want to talk about prospering and being, you know, God said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. But he said, even as your soul prosper. Prosperity don't come without your soul growing first. Because he got to know he can trust you. Lord Jesus, I know I just wrecked somebody's whole shop. You can't come to church and preach money to me. Telling me money coming. I'm excited because we know we all got to pay our bills now. I ain't crazy. Come on now, Sister Lisa, ain't that right? We got bills to pay, children to take care of, grand youngers to take care of. I ain't crazy, but I know who to put first. I know who to put first. He said, jumping and hollering, no real encounter with him. The Bible said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. The word of God still has power to save. He still got power to set free, deliver, and fill with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is still in control. And God still has all power. Now I want to tell y'all something, God. I took y'all over to the book of uh, Acts. Flip back with me to Acts. I took y'all to Acts and read for verse 44 for a reason. It said, while Peter yet spake the, these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard. Now, I, I can't just leave y'all hanging like that because y'all probably thinking, well, first lady, what words? What happened? That made the Holy Ghost fall in the building. So listen, while I was studying, the Lord took me to book of Acts 10. And, and, and in that was a story. There was a man by the name of Cornelius. He was a captain. He was a centurion soldier, captain. And he, he was the leader of the Italian band. The Bible described him as a devout man, a prayer warrior. 
It say one that was had a habit of prayer, known for always giving alms and money and food to his neighbors. Amen. He had a vision one day, and the angel of the Lord tells him, "Your prayers and your giving has been brought has brought you to the uh, to the attention of God." Y'all listen at that, Lord. Oh God, this is for the people that pray and think God ain't hearing you, Sister Kinsley. This is for the times you got in the closet and when things got to falling apart, you thought that God wasn't hearing you, baby. Things were falling apart to come back together again. Cause sometimes when you when you go out and you come back in, God gotta bless that going out, but then He really blesses that coming back in. This is for those that the times that you laid in that closet and cried when Brother Whalen was at work, Amen. And you you thought God didn't hear you. God told me to tell you this, baby. He told me, say, he said that sometimes we pray and we give and we do things for people and we think that God don't realize it. He said, but it brings you to the attention of God. It brings you to his attention. That's what it said about Cornelius. Say, it brought him to the attention of God. And here's what you ought to do. This is what the angel of the Lord told him. He said, send me into Joppa to get Simon, the one everyone calls Peter. It took the soldiers three days to make it to Peter. Because you know, everywhere they went, they walked. It took them three days to get to Joppa. They get to Joppa. They on the way. While they're on the way, Peter gets up on the balcony to pray. Y'all know Peter was a prayer warrior too, right? What happened when God got two prayer warriors meeting up? Peter was a prayer warrior. Peter gets up on the roof, on the balcony, to pray. It was about noon when he prayed. I think it was about the same time when Cornelius got up there. Peter gets up there to pray, and while he's praying, he started thinking about how hungry he is. Y'all know how we do. Get down on our knees, boy, we get sleepy. We get down on our knees, we get hungry. We get to thinking about what are we going to eat. Y'all know how it go. So he get down there, and he said, I'm hungry. They start preparing lunch for him. While lunch was being prepared, he had a vision. Now, Peter falls in a trance. Peter goes into a trance. He looks up in the sky, and something that looked like a huge blanket, lowered down by ropes, hanging onto it by the four corners of the, of the, of the, the blanket, settled down on the ground. Every kind of animal and reptile and bird you could think of was on that and when it rolled down, it said, every, he told him, he said, Peter, go kill it and eat it. Everything you see, go kill it and eat it. And Peter said, no, no, Lord, that's not common. I can't eat all this stuff. You didn't tell me it was okay to eat this. I'm just paraphrasing. So then it goes up. Because he said, I ain't never ate nothing unclean uncommon, right? So they, Peter says this, they go back and forth three times. And he said the vessel on the third time went up into the heavens. You know, because sometimes God will be like, child, I ain't finna argue back and forth with you. What I said is gonna go. You gonna do it and if you don't, you gonna pay. Amen. Have anybody been in that predicament before? So, the, the vessel rolls up. While Peter was praying, he was trying to make sense of the vision he had saw. Trying to make sense of what God has said to him. And while he was trying to make sense, the soldiers arrived. And the spirit of the Lord told Peter, get down. Three men down there waiting for you at your door. 
They're looking for you. Go with them and doubt nothing. That's what the Lord told Peter. Get down. They're going to tell you what they want. Go with them and don't say nothing. Just go. Lord, we don't know how to do that kind of, we don't, we're not that obedient. Jesus, if the Lord told me, just grab your purse, nothing else but your purse and the clothes you got on. You and Sister Jaleesa, Sister Kenzel, y'all start heading to Arlington. Walk to the park tomorrow. Maybe first we're going to start looking at each other crazy, trying to figure out who's going to do that in the heat. Hey, I'm not going to sweat. My perm going to be sweat out. I could just hear some Jaleesa, baby, go back for a lady. Lord may didn't say that. <laughs> Come on, y'all know how we do. But he told the Spirit of the Lord, told him, he said, go with the men. Don't ask no questions. He told him, doubt nothing. And when they left, the men told Peter what God told Cornelius. And they spent the night there that night with him and left out the next morning. When they made it back to Cornelius, another three-day trip, he had gathered all hundred of his soldiers, all of his family and his friends in his house to hear what thus said the Lord. It was at that moment Peter understood the vision he had on the rooftop. Now, I'm going to pause right there because y'all know when he was up there, he was trying to make sense of it. But he didn't get the understanding of what the vision meant. Because the men had came, and the Spirit of the Lord told them, go see what they wanted. Now, in the 28th verse of uh, Acts, uh, t- what is it, 10, 28, it said, And he said unto them, ye know how that is, unlawful, uh, unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or coming to one another, one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Oh, I think I'm going to help the whole body of Christ. He said, while he was up there, he said, I don't eat unclean and uncommon things. As he was walking, the Lord dealt with him, and he said, now look, I came, but it's not lawful for me as a Jew to be hanging with you Gentiles. Because y'all ain't clean. But while I was coming, the Lord told me, don't call nothing he created unclean. Oh, my God, today. Then Cornelius tells Peter what happened to him. The next few verses, Cornelius is telling him, the Spirit of the Lord came to me while I was in prayer, told me what I was supposed to do. I sent you. Now you're here. All my soldiers, my family, and my friends gathered around to hear what you're going to tell us. And it says, Peter's response was like this. Now look at verse 34. <laughs> It says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of person. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Oh, wait a minute. It says, he is no respecter of person. Matter of fact, anybody that fear him meaning reverence God. If they respect him. And they do what he say. They live a righteous life. Say, they are accepted with him. It says, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and begin from Galilee. After the baptism with John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Then he goes on, talking about what God did. 
Lord Jesus, and then number 44 say, after he was start preaching, and telling them, and we are witnesses of the things that he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. That means the alive and the dead. Am I right about it? He's saying, to him give all the prophets witnesses that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. He say, while Peter yet spoke these words, Peter hadn't even got through his message good, y'all. It said, while he spoke yet, that means he wasn't done yet. While he was in mid-sentence, it said the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. Now, let's work it out, Lord Jesus. And I'm closing right here. While Peter spoke the words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. See, the Holy Ghost don't show up when we're preaching prosperity. It don't show up, amen, when we're talking about haters. Who cares about a hater? We need our Amen. We need people that's going to push us to our purpose and our potential. Some people are placed in our life to hate on us to make sure we get where God got us to go. Amen. Amen. So he said, it don't take us to talk about haters. Amen. He don't show up because he's talking about haters. God don't show up when we're talking about ourselves. God don't show up. Amen. Because you're talking about grace and mercy. But the Holy Ghost showed up when Peter started talking about a man named Jesus. Something happens at the mention of his name. Talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Mary's baby. Jesus, the son who had all power in his hand. Anybody who he touched, amen, would be healed. I'm talking about Jesus, the one that spit on the dirt and called the blind out of sea. The Jesus, amen, that whispered in deaf ears and called them to hear. I'm talking about Jesus, the one that walked in the bedroom of a dead little girl, grabbed her by the hand and said, Talatha Kami, which means little girl, get up. I'm talking about Jesus who met a woman on the way to the cemetery, finna bury her son. He reached over and touched the casket and the boy sat up. I'm talking about Jesus, the one who stepped to the entrance. Lazarus laid dead for three or four days. I know he was stinking and full of flies by then. Stepped to the door and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus' spirit walked over to his body, jumped inside of that body, hopped out because it didn't say he loosed his chain. It said he came out of the tomb alive. All because he mentioned his name. It said they buried him in a borrowed tomb three days later. Jesus walked out of that tomb saying, I am he that liveth. He said, I was dead, but behold, I'm alive forevermore. He got the keys to hell and death in his hand. He asked the where is your sting? Where is your sting? You couldn't hold me in the ground when you had me for but I got up with all power in my hand. Look at your neighbor and tell him why Peter spoke these words. The Holy Ghost fell in the room. Come on, say it with power. While the Holy Ghost fell in the room, while Peter was preaching, men and women begin to speak in tongues. I want you to know today, I want to leave you with this. If you're ready to change your life, it's going to be all about God. If you're ready for something, 
It's going to be about God. If you're ready for doors to be open, hear the word of the Lord today. Because God still has power. The word of God said, it's not used for combat, but it'll show give strength to the weak. God's word is joy. Joy to the sorrowful. His word is healing. Healing for the sick and the body and the mind. Deliverance. Deliverance press today. Come on, open up your mouth. Give God a praise. I'm talking about Jesus. He still got power. He still got all power in his hand. How many know who Jesus is? Come on, stand to your feet. If you know who Jesus is, I dare you to bombard heaven. Come on, it said the word is quick and alive. It said that when Peter told him about who God was, the Holy Ghost fell on those that wanted the Holy Ghost. I dare you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I came today because I need the Holy Ghost. I want you to be my keeper. I came, God, so that I can leave different on today. Nobody like our God. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what they post on CNN. Baby, they gonna tell me we gonna be, gonna be out of electricity tomorrow. Guess what, I know the power source. It's Jesus. It's time for the body to get in line. I figure we lose some people on the way on live. Because people want to live any kind of way in this hour. But guess what? I will not stand before God and be reprimanded for not saying what God tell me to say in my study and prayer time. I refuse to make a friend and make God my foe. I refuse. I'm going to say what God tell me. I'm going to do what God tell me to do. And I'm going to go where God sends me. Amen. I hope you were blessed by the word of God on today. Come on, just lift that hand in the air. Amen. We're going to pray a prayer of faith today. God, every person under the sound of my voice, God, we've heard your word on today. We know that you are the God that heals, that saves, set free, and deliver. We know that you still all have, have all power in your hand. God, make us and mold us on this week. Give us a praying spirit. Cause us to be like Cornelius and say he had a habit of prayer. Cause us to have a habit. That's a good habit to have. A habit of prayer. Cause us to lay in your presence on this week. That when we meet again on fourth Sunday, the Holy Ghost fall in this place like never before. In Jesus' name, God, cover the minds of your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Come on, give God praise. Don't stop your praise. Don't stop your praise. Glory, 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 glory. God still has the power. God still has the power. We thank y'all for joining us online. We bless God for all of those that have joined us.
We pray that you will bless and will join us once again on our next service. God bless you. Greetings, family. I'm Fanita R. Mayberry, co-founder of Mafia Outreach. We are a nonprofit organization. Many of you know who we are, and we cater to the needs of our community. We offer food, clothing, diapers, and wipes. Since we are fairly new, we aren't eligible for grants that are provided um, in our communities to assist with rental assistance and utility assistance. But there are several families that are dealing with hard times that the pandemic brought about. And with your contribution, we will be able to do our part. We're not asking for much, but we would like to see if you would like to partner with us to provide for the many families that are in need. If you please find it in your heart to donate to our cause, we would greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure each family would too. If you would like to donate, visit our website at www.wearemafia.com. That is wearemafia, M-O-F-I-A.com. Our cash app as well is dollar sign mafia outreach. Thanks so much in advance. God bless you and have a great day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you so much for joining us today, but we want to give you the opportunity to yes, sow a seed. If you would uh, like partnering with us for the endeavors that we have planned for the Life of our Church, we have a building fund for a project that we're uh, attempting to complete. We have an outreach program that we're needing funds for. So yes, you can partner with us and be a part of the great things that the Lord has in store for not only this community, but for our area. We thank you in advance for partnering with us. The information is right here on the screen. God bless you and thank you. We look forward to seeing you back with us again. God bless. Thanks so much for your contributions. We pray that you are being blessed by what you already witnessed during this broadcast. We are excited for what the Lord has in store for the remainder of this service. We take you back to our live broadcast.
Thanks so much for joining us for The Preacher's Corner with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. For more information, you can log on to our website at thepreacherscorner.net, Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG, The.Preacher's Corner. This is an in-house production. We'll see you next time.